Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. say something go ahead because i'm your uncle and i'm your godfather i'm older than you but go ahead talk that doesn't mean anything zero joe i'm an adult now too so you can talk okay to talk like go ahead talk because i'm done with you being disrespectful i am not disrespectful you're not going to talk down to me either go ahead go ahead Go ahead, talk. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. With me, Danny Pellegrino, that was a clip from this week's The Real Houses in New Jersey. And it's a very layered discussion we're going to have to have about Gia and her uncle, Joe Gorka, because I honestly don't know whose side I'm on. Honestly, I understand where Joe Gorka is coming from. I mean, this man, Gia's husband, or I'm sorry, Gia's father, really caused a rough ruckus in this family. I mean, sent the uh, sister to jail, uh, caused all this turmoil for the daughters. And now he's just trying to protect them. But of course, Gia is also trying to protect her dad. That's her dad. And she says at one point, uh, my dad went to jail. When's enough is enough? When are we going to stop talking about this? Hasn't he paid the price? And so I also kind of understood where Gia was coming from. What really kind of darks me out, though, is the fact that now Gia's really getting in the mix. And uh, I don't know. It's making me a little nervous. It's making me a little nervous because I, too, feel protective of Gia and the whole Jadiche family. And I want those gals to have it all. And I am just concerned that now she's going on the path of a reality TV star. And to what end? I know she's got all these other ambitions in college, but I'm worried. I'm concerned that Bravo, at some point, is just going to throw her a bunch of money to take over this franchise. And we know this franchise, the New Jersey ladies are all about family. And so I'm concerned that it's just going to be a new, uh, the new generation of family taking over this show. And it concerns me for Gia because I want her to go spread her wings, become a lawyer, a doctor, whatever. I forget it. She, she's there for law. She's going to school for law or something. So I want her to go get in with the law and not in the bad way like her parents. I want her to get in good with the law and, and be a lawyer and protect and whatever. Uh, and I'm concerned that she's just going to go down this path because now she's a reality TV star. She's in confessionals. She's in storylines. Last season, we did see her in confessionals, but I've never seen her in a storyline like this where it feels like almost her mom is disconnected. You know, Teresa was just off in the corner. When finally uh, Teresa, when finally Joe Gorga and Gia made up, Teresa was in the corner like, I'm so happy. Ah, she was so happy. And she wasn't even in the mix at all. Normally, Tree would be in there being like, don't talk about my daughters, you know, and she'd be screaming at her brother. But at this point, Teresa was just sitting on the sidelines, and that makes me think Gia's going to be taken over, and I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to keep watching. Go to bravotv.com for more information. Anyway, we're going to be breaking down this week's Jersey. We're going to talk about Orange County, which there was a lot of stacking up vagina talk on Orange County. What was that about? I feel like Noelle just kept talking about stacking vaginas, and I thought, Baby, keep into yourself. I don't want to know. I don't want to know, Noella. I don't want to know. And I can handle a lot, but I don't know. It was just so much about stacking the vag. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like, I get it. You stack some vag for a birthday. Like, enough. Enough. And I know sometimes when I talk about things on this podcast, you guys reach out to me in the DMs and you say, Danny, stop talking about, I don't know, Heather Gay taking a shit in the middle of a scene. You guys yell at me for it. I get it. I get it. And yet here I am uh, saying the same thing about Real House of Orange County with all the stacking vag work because I've had enough. I mean, it's just too much. Just keep it to yourself, baby. I don't want to know. By the way, that was Mario. Uh, remember that song? It was like from back in the day. I love that song. It's been in my head. I also have in my head, and this isn't on the soundboard, but remember Kim Zolciak on The Real Houses of Atlanta when she's singing uh, along with her track and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's playing in my head like a, a nighttime demon or whatever. It's like, I can't get that. Kim Zolciak, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's the worst, you know, she was the worst singer of all time. And yet I love her song more than anything. Uh, but that Kim Zol- that just that, it's not even a note. I can't even call it a note because it's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. But that's just been playing like a, 
a nighttime demon just playing in my head. And I didn't sleep that great last night. You know, I was up. And I got to tell you, we got a couple holidays coming up. We got Super Bowl Sunday coming up. And then we got Valentine's Day right after that. And I want to send love to all the people out there, whether you got a Valentine or not. And quite frankly, I don't know if I got one this year because Matt and I are in a big fight. So sit tight, little bear. And fast forward if you're not interested. But I got to tell you this quick story. So I'm not sure what's going to happen for Valentine's Day because last night I go out to dinner with some friends. Get all dressed up. Matt stays home. And I was feeling good. You know, I felt like I looked really cute. I get home not too late. I think it was maybe 10, 1030, something like that. Not very late at all. And I hear in the bedroom, there's TV on and Matt's in there. And I want to rewind a little bit because we just moved into this new place. And one of the things we got when we moved in was a ladder. Matt got himself a ladder from the Home Depot and he's obsessed with this ladder. Obsessed. Every time I turn around, the ladder's in a new room. He's finding all sorts of things to do with this ladder. I'm shocked. Every time I turn around, he's replacing a light bulb. He's painting the ceiling. I'm like, what the fuck? How did you get all these things that you need to do with the ladder? It's like aggressive amount of ladder work Matt's doing around the house. And I'm starting to feel almost a little bit like he's more into the ladder than me. Do you get what I mean? And so I go out to dinner with my friends and I get back and I'm feeling kind of sexy and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to surprise him. I'm going to, you know, seduce him a little bit. He's in the bedroom and I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm going to like sneak in the bedroom when I get home. And before I do, I like go look in the mirror and I'm like making sure I look nice and tight. And, uh, so then I go into the bedroom and what do I see? I see this man snoring on the bed, loud as can be. And this isn't even the worst part. It was loud, like louder than a freight train. It's the loudest fucking snore I've ever heard. And I look to the left, his side of the bed. There's the ladder right next to the fucking bed. The ladder's next to the bed. And guess what they were watching? They were watching Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson. Now, meanwhile, just a couple nights before that, I tried to get him to watch a rom-com. I tried to get him to watch You've Got Mail. I asked him to put on Love and Basketball and My Best Friend's Wedding. He didn't want to watch none of it. And then I get home from a night out with my friends, and he's sitting there watching the romantic uh, Poetic Justice with the ladder that I'm already a little bit jealous of. And to be honest, I'm not a jealous person. I'm not someone... I. I I am not concerned. You know, he could be flirting with the hottest man on the planet. I'd say, good job. Go ahead. Go get him, Tiger. I'm not a jealous human being. But there's something about this ladder. I feel like almost to the point where I'm like, he's having an emotional affair with the ladder. Because every time I turn around, he's with that fucking ladder. Honestly, I'm like, every room it's been in, that fucking ladder. And so he's in this. I've never even seen him in such a deep sleep either. He's snoring like, like again, a freight train. Sounds like Gina stubbing her toe on the Real House of Orange County. Like when, when Casita stubs her toe, it's the same noise I imagine that Matt makes when he was snoring that night. It was like the deepest sleep I've ever seen him in. So he was so cozy, relaxed, sleeping with poetic justice on the TV while the ladder's next to him. So the, uh, this morning, then I confront him about it. I say, look, I, why didn't you wait to watch Poetic Justice with me? Obviously, you know that's a movie that I would love to watch with you. And you watched it without me. And not only that, but you watched it with the ladder, who you should know by now that I'm already starting to feel a little bit insecure about next to the ladder because he's always with the fucking ladder. So then he's telling me I'm crazy. So now the ball's in his court. I'm going to have to see how he acts this Valentine's Day, see how he treats me, see how he treats the ladder now that he knows how I'm feeling. But it's almost like an emotional affair. And now for the first time in our lives or our relationship, I'm starting to get it. I'm starting like, oh, okay. Like I understand how an emotional affair is different than a physical affair. Because at this point, it's like, go have sex with whoever you want. But now I'm jealous of the ladder because I see the attention that the ladder's getting. And I am concerned. I'm feeling like, where's my, where's my attention? Yeah, I was getting in the room ready to seduce this man I love. And then it wasn't even interested in me because he's sitting uh, watching a romantic movie with the ladder. I mean, what the fuck? I was so pissed. So we'll have to see how this Valentine's Day goes. Might be single after it. Who knows? Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned to this podcast. You'll have to look, see what happens between Matt and the ladder because I'm concerned. I'm worried about. And he's never, he's always been a techie kind of person. He's never been like a home improvement, Tim the Toolman Taylor, Bob Vila type. And suddenly now, him and the ladder, he's also got a hose outside. He's like from Home Depot. It's like he got the hose on the ladder. And I swear, every time I look at that man that I love, he is with either that hose or the ladder. And I'm not talking about metaphorical hose. I'm talking about an actual garden hose that he got from the store. And it's like the most amount of attention I've ever seen him give anything. I mean, it's just washing everything. I'm like, you already washed the concrete. It's enough. It's clean. I could lick it. I could eat off the concrete. I could eat in the grass and be healthy as a horse because it's clean. It's it's very clean. And I got to tell you too, while we're here actually with the hose, there's in the 
this is actually really embarrassing um, on me because I'm a big dummy. And there was like a hose in the backyard. And so I get it. And the one I was trying to use the hose before we got the garden hose, I see this hose in the backyard, and I'm trying to use it. And I, I twist it uh, open and it's like a little hose. It doesn't look quite like a normal hose that I was used to growing up with. And I'm trying to clean the uh, the concrete area, and then it turns out it was actually like a gas hose that you hook up a space heater to. And so <laughs> I was just spraying our backyard with gas, and I'm like, "Where is the water?" And then I'm like, playing, putting in my face, like, "Where is it?" You know, it's in, I'm looking in, inside the thing while it's on, and it's like, "Oh, it's just spraying gas at me." I think because it's a gas, it's not a normal hose. So I don't know, I'm a fucking idiot. But that's not the point. The point is, I'm very jealous of this ladder. And I'm concerned with what is going to happen next, so stay tuned. Might have to go to marriage counseling. Just keep thinking in my head, I'm going to have to sit down with a marriage or a couples counselor. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, I'm jealous of the emotional fear he's having with the ladder from Home Depot. Like, that's what I'm concerned about. Anyway, we'll see. I hope you all have a good Valentine's Day, though. You know, whether you have a relationship or not, if you don't, just sit down and watch my best friend's wedding. I just put that on the other night. By myself, by the way, because he wouldn't watch it with me. And honestly, nothing better than Jules, the whole gang, George, uh, Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. Why don't I sing that, Kimmy, Kimmy? Um, I was thinking at the end of that movie, My Best Friend's Wedding, you know, and they're in the bathroom, and there's that woman in the bathroom at the Cubs Stadium. She's like, Kimmy, Kimmy, you know, she's repeating. I can't do a good impression of it, but that's not the point. The point is, watch My Best Friend's Wedding with a slew of chocolates, order yourself a pizza, and uh, fuck the men. You know, fuck the men, fuck the haters, enjoy yourself in your own company, and get yourself a ladder. <laughs> Go to Home Depot, get yourself a ladder, put it next to the bed, and put on poetic justice. And that'll be a good day. It'll be a romantic evening. Uh, okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about Jersey. So this whole thing about Jen and Bill, I'm feeling really bad for Jen. I'm honestly feeling bad because... Not only is all this stuff happening on the show where there are all these accusations about Bill, which are actually true, that happened 10 years ago, he slept with someone else, and when we hear the story, Jen is so honest and open and upfront about what happened. It was like right before she had a baby, he was cheating, she found out, she found the credit cards, looked at his text, did it right before they had the baby, which, you know what, fuck you, Bill. I don't know if she said it to you, but we need to say it to you. Fuck you. You shouldn't do it right before the baby. It's disgusting. Didn't that just happen? Didn't that happen with them? Chloe, the Kardashian, didn't the guy cheat right before the baby? It's like, what is wrong with you men? I mean, never should you cheat, but let alone uh, a day or whatever, right when the woman's in the hospital having a baby, you're cheating, getting your dick sucked by some stranger. Come on, men. I mean, the bar is so low for these men. It's just honestly so disgusting. And Jen took him back, which, okay, that's her choice. You know, we support her and what she wants to do. I get it. Uh, Also, I couldn't even imagine when you're dealing with all those hormones of having a baby and then trying to work your way through the maze of this asshole human being who's fucking other people while you're pregnant. You're trying to work through that. And so I, I, my heart goes out to her, but she did decide to take Bill back. But I just have to say, on behalf of all of us, fuck you, Bill. Not okay. We're not over it. She might be over it, but we're not quite over it. Anyway, so that's all going on. Now it's coming out on the show. And I didn't love the way it was brought up on the show. I felt like Margaret was just trying to like dig a, a stabber in the back. And I get where Marg was, uh, Margaret was coming from because she said, look, Jen was uh, digging for details about Jackie and Evan and was calling people, calling Frank Sr., the whole nine, calling some other, where did she say there was someone um, she was calling from another city or something. They had a mutual friend in some other city. I forget what the city was. Uh, but then all that stuff is going on on the show. She's also got this nose job, which the women were openly making fun of last week at the premiere. And then I saw on social media, Jen said, I hate my nose job. I would never recommend anyone going to that doctor. And so I'm just feeling so bad for this woman. Jen Aiden, I feel horrible for her. She's got a terrible nose job that she's unhappy with. She's not happy with it. And so she's got that problem. The guy convinced her to get a chin implant. She had to get the chin implant removed. And the husband went and do the surgery. Now we find out the husband cheating. It's coming out on the TV. And she's just trying to have a birthday party for her daughter. Which, what the fuck was that? The daughter, it wasn't really a birthday party. Did you guys see that? Like, she had the pool party for the daughter. But no one. <laughs> Teresa showed up. And Teresa's like, happy birthday! And my Teresa is a terrible impression. Uh, but uh, then Jen was like, oh, it's not her birthday till January. But she never gets to have a pool party, so we're doing it. And Teresa's eyes glazed over. And she did not understand a single word that came out of Jen's mouth. Like, that was a bridge too far for Teresa to understand of, like, this isn't her actual birthday, but we're doing a pool party 
because she loves to have a pool party, but she can't in January because that's her birthday. Teresa couldn't be bothered to understand any of that. And watching her face, I know there was also another moment where the producer was saying something to Teresa and Teresa seemed very confused. But the pool party thing was the one where I was really laughing because it was like, Teresa just does, she A, can't be bothered to understand it. And then B, she doesn't, uh, she can't understand it. She's not interested and she can't. It's too much. It's too much. Anyway, the, I was happy that they had that birthday party, but it also isn't Jen feel, it's all feeling sad and, and dark and I don't love it. I'm, I'm just feeling bad. And Jackie, meanwhile, is being there for Jen. And I was so happy to see that because I love this as a dynamic duo. I think this is a great new addition to this program. It feels like a new, fresh dynamic that we haven't seen before is the Jen and Jackie of it all. And I was a little concerned later in this episode because it almost seemed like they were going to go left, but then they went right. Uh, but, at least Jackie seems to be there for Jen because Jackie gets it. She went through it the previous season before where everyone was going after Evan. Meanwhile, we find out that it was a lot of Jen was the one going after Evan, who's still so hot. Uh, but uh, Jackie, meanwhile, is saying goodbye to the kids because they're going off to sleepaway camp. And I wanted so badly to go away to sleepaway camp. I never did. And I think I mentioned it's one of my greatest life's regrets. And when I have kids one day, I'm sending them to a camp. Maybe not a full summer camp, but maybe at least a weekend. Because I always wanted to. All my favorite movies growing up were camp movies. Heavyweights, Camp Nowhere, Parent Trap. Like, they were all going to camps. And I was never sent away to a summer a, for a summer hiatus. I was sitting on my couch with a jar of peanut butter and a bag of M&M's, dipping them in the peanut butter jar. And that was a Saturday in the summer for me. So I, I was watching the Parent Trap thing. And man, what I would give to meet a long-lost twin at a, a summer camp. I mean, come on. Eventually, when I got to high school, I was a camp counselor for like the sixth grade camp. And it was literally like I was living out my dream. It was like I was the counselor there and I had the best time. Ah, oh, it was so fun. Anyway, what else is going on? Uh, oh, so then we do see Margaret and Dolores shopping. And at first, Dolores was on Jen's side, but now Dolores turns. She turns. And there's a, a couple things I have to point out. First of all, regarding Dolores's house, she has no railings and she says, they're not putting railings up until they get furniture, but the house has no furniture and nothing's in stock. So it's like, are we just leaving this empty? I don't think we're ever going to see this house done. I'm concerned about that. You know, I mentioned it during the premiere. I feel like we're never going to get to see the after shot of Dolores's house. And I'm even believing that more now that we see, and we hear them say, oh, no furniture's in stock. And I'm like, then we need to cut this storyline. We need to cut it now, Bravo. Cut the storyline, because if I'm not going to be able to see some after furniture in Dolores' house, then we need to be done. But Dolores is pissed. She's pissed because she finds out that uh, Jennifer had been going to Frank Sr. and finding all this stuff about Jackie last season and Evan. And so this is when Dolores really turns. And she always, Dolores, you know, I always say she's got to translate for the Teresa family. You know, she, That's really her main job on this program. But now I notice in her confessional, Dolores was like spelling everything out for the Jen and Jackie of it all. And do they, are they just writing lines for Dolores to say? Like, I feel like they are just giving Dolores the narration and they're like, we need you to explain this storyline, which is good. That's a great thing for Dolores to do, to be there to do it. But I'm not even sure we need Dolores to have a storyline. Like, let her just come in there and explain things about Teresa. Although she's getting a little lazy. I have to say, Dolores is getting a little lazy because later in the episode, when she was trying to explain how Teresa felt about something, she said in her confessional, she's like, I don't, Teresa doesn't get it and I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, Dolores, your whole job here right now is to tell us. Like, that's what we're here for. <laughs> like, we need you to sit and tell us uh, what Teresa means and why she doesn't get it and what she doesn't get. And Dolores just totally gave up in her confession. And she was even slouching a little bit. I saw it. I saw her slouching in the chair. And Dolores has maybe had enough. She's tired of translating for Teresa Chidice. But we need you to do it, Doe. We need you to do it, Doe. Do people call her Doe? Dolores, Doe? I do love me some Dolores, so I don't want to... I feel like I just talk shit about Dolores, but I do love her. I don't want her going anywhere. I don't want her going anywhere. I'm just... I'm not sure exactly what she's doing here. Although, she does have a townhouse party. She's got this other house. And she was flirting with the chef, too, which I wanted to see that. She said something like, you can go in my drawers, and then the chef was like, okay. And it made me think... Uh, I don't know how the chef identifies, but it did remind me... I don't know why I got Kim Zolciak on the brain. 
This whole this whole week, I got Kim Zol. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She's on my brain. Uh, but remember when Kim Zolciak went lesbian for a season? Something happened in this in Dolores's townhouse where I was thinking I would kind of like Dolores to go les for a season. You know, and I know that's maybe not appropriate. I, I want to support the LGBTQ community, and I don't want these straight people to use us as storylines for a TV show. And I get the intricacies of that as an issue. However, there is a small part of me that is just shouting through the TV screen like, hey, Dolores, go gay for a storyline for a season. I'd like to see it. Does that make sense? Again, I don't want people to use a sexuality as a pure storyline, especially if they don't mean it in the way that maybe some other housewives have in the past. But I would like Dolores to maybe explore female on female relationship for this season. I I don't know why. I don't know why. So uh, what else is going on? Oh, Tracy arrives. Tracy's not really given much. I'm not really sure what she's given this season. Although there was a moment where she started to turn on Melissa Gorga and I thought, uh oh, uh oh. She's starting to turn on her. She is, and I'm feeling it, and I think that's going to be a good storyline. It's going to be juicy. So I, as much as I'm thinking Tracy's a flop, I'm also seeing little signs of like something bubbling under the surface with Tracy, and I know she's got the crazy storyline with the husband. So uh, we'll have to see. Stay tuned. I'm not going to judge her quite yet, although I did judge her. Okay, so Dolores also, I, wait, I wrote in my notes, Dolores has a pool table at this townhouse, which I just, I don't know what it is. I can't picture Dolores playing pool. I'm not sure why. I tried to literally, I, I sat down. I sat down, I turned off the TV, I closed my eyes, and I tried so hard to imagine Dolores playing pool, and something about it didn't add up to me. I'm not sure why. She's on the outs with David, though. And all the women point out that they, she's always been on the outs with David, but of course she pretended not to be, which I think is true. Uh, Melissa, though, I want to talk about her pink confessional look, because I thought that confessional look was stunning. I, the pink, neon pink or whatever. She looks so good in that. So good. Stunning. Stunning. So then Jen arrives, and immediately Jen seems so anxious. She starts crying. She arrives at Dolores' townhouse for this party. She doesn't want to be there. She feels uncomfortable. She thinks all the women were just talking about her and the husband, Bill, and the cheating scandal. And Jackie sat down with her, which I thought was so nice. Despite all that Jen has done to Jackie, she sat down and was there for Jen. And Dolores walked over, and Dolores was not being nice. Dolores was like, stop crying. She's like, stop fucking crying. You know, Dolores is giving her tough love. And sometimes I think tough love's important, but in this moment, I was wishing that Dolores would have extended some grace to Jen. And I don't even know, I'm not, I don't normally side with Jen on a lot of issues. And again, I know that Jen has done a lot of things there. Joe Gorgie, even earlier in the episode, was mad because Jen had called him like a crook in an Instagram caption. So I get why all these people would not like her. But me as the viewer, she hasn't said anything about me, so I am siding with her in this moment. And I'm sorry, I know. That's not a very popular opinion, I don't think. But I'm feeling bad for Jen. I'm on Team Jen in this moment. And mostly I'm on Team Jackie and Jen. Because also, I think it shows a lot of growth on Jackie's behalf that not only did this woman come after her and her marriage, but she says, I'm going to be there for you. Even after all of that, that shows a lot of strength. Meanwhile, Dolores and Margaret are both like, get the fuck up, stop Stop uh, crying, Jen. Oh, this was what happened. It was some some woman in Tenafly. I didn't even know. I've never even heard of Tenafly. But apparently Jen admitted to calling someone in Tenafly and asking about Evan uh, having some out marital sexual relations. And still, again, Jackie's being so... I feel bad for Evan. He's the one I really feel bad for. Because that man has been through enough on this show. Cheating allegations. Of course, we also found out that his wife's not uh, S and his D. On the regular or at all, I think, didn't she say she's never, never done that once? Which, ladies, gotta do it. Let's go, girls. By the way, only if they're a good man. Don't do it to anyone. Do not do it to anyone. We gotta make that uh, clear. But in a loving relationship, in a marriage, you know, you hope they, you do it to each other. They don't call it a job for nothing. Anyway, Teresa shows up late and she says, Sorry, I'm late. I had to take Adriana dance. You know, she I just missed all of the stuff that happened. And Jackie and Jen, they make up again. Margaret says the truth is what's painful. You know, the truth that Bill had cheated is what's painful to her, not that it came up again. And Margaret says also in a confessional, like, the kids will, kids will get over it. They're, they're fed. They'll be fed. Kids are resilient. And I think kids are resilient, but I don't know that that means we should just be throwing the parents under the bus. But also, I do have to say on Margaret's behalf 
that this is what these people sign up for. I mean, at this point, we're long enough into this Housewives game that if you decide to go on the show, you have to know that this is going to be something that happens. It's happened on almost every franchise. There's always cheating allegations. Kyle and Mauricio, of course, Evan and Jackie on this franchise, every single franchise. There has been these cheating allegations. Oh, the husband's cheating, or let's not talk about the husband. There's always a thing. And so you know when you sign on that dotted line, unfortunately, that's a, a necessary evil of this show. And so on some level, I'm not saying what Margaret did was right in saying this and bringing this up on camera, but you have to know when you're signing that dotted line, like this is going to happen or there's a strong possibility of this happening. And if that outweighs, if the good of the show outweighs that bad of like your kids could find out that there's cheating allegations and it could ruin your family, then that's what you're getting. I mean, we have to understand that. I know we don't support that happening always, but it is a thing of the show. And maybe in the first season or two, we could all kind of say, oh, we could be on our high horse and say, oh, that's unacceptable, whatever. But this fucking show has been around long enough that you know what you're getting into. And unfortunately, it's part of it. And again, not saying it's right. I'm just saying, come on, they know what they're signing up for. And it's not a good thing. But then they get all the other good things out of the show, too. So I hope that makes sense. And I, I told you I'm team Jen on this one. I'm just saying. Anyway, oh, this was when Teresa and Jackie kind of started to argue about the logic of how Teresa said these rumors last season about Jackie and Teresa doesn't get it. She's can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. But Jen is embarrassed. She leaves the house and they even point out Jen's embarrassed because her picture perfect life is crumbling. And I understand and I feel bad. Next week on the show, we get some beer pong, Joe, more Joe versus the nieces. This, this makes me feel bad. I don't know. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable just because it's like family stuff. And those girls, they look up to their uncle, and I don't like the fact that they're all fighting now with the kids. It's like, Teresa and Joe is one thing, which was also really dark at a lot of times, right? Because you think, how could you fight like that with a sibling? And sometimes it's also amped up for the show, and you think, this wouldn't be happening if you all weren't on a TV show. And now that it's happening with the young daughters, daughters, I think, uh, I'm scared. I'm scared. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I hope they all work it out, but I'm nervous about the young girls, the daughters, the daughters. We're worried about it. I don't want to know. Baby, keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. Gotta have thick skin to be on reality TV, I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, we gotta uh, take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back, and we're going to talk about The Real House of Orange County. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Go to acast.com slash everything iconic for all episodes, and then pre-order the book. And if you want to come see me on tour, there's just a handful of tickets left in Illinois. I We're just about sold out there in Boston. Uh, there's tickets available for Los Angeles, and uh, come see me. It'll be really, really fun, and we'll have a gale time. But uh, you can get those. I'll put a link in the episode description or go to my Instagram account, and there'll be a link in the bio. And uh, if you buy a ticket, they come with a signed book for those uh, live shows. And then I'll also be doing a separate live show at South by Southwest. So if you're going to that festival, come and, come and see me there. Uh, okay, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come right back. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. And we're back, little girls. Let's dive into this week's The Real Housewives of Orange County. I got no room for crazy in my life. I guess I'm just not that support person I thought I was. I'm like, I got you, girl. Ten minutes later, I'm like, nope, can't do this. Mm-mm. Which, where's the exit? <laughs> well, I got no room for crazy. I love Casita just finally being like, I can't deal with that fucking nutball. Like, she's just like, no thanks. They've, and you could see in the preview for next week, it seems like Hip has given up on Noella, too. They've all had enough of Whisper, because at this point, no one even is going to want to film with Noella, because they all think she's nuts. And I like Noella for this show, but it seems like we're going to need her to tone it down a little bit if these other women are going to need to film with her. Or they're, we're going to need to get other women to get to Noella's level, one or the other, because now Hip and Casita are checking out. Finally, this week on the show, Casita's just like, I'm not dealing with that fucking nutball. I'm done. I'm not interested in crazy. Anyway, we open this week back in Cabo and Heather's walking away from this fight. And I kind of, does anyone feel, okay, this is mean. I should do a, a, our disclaimer. If you're really into this season of the Real House of Orange County, please turn off this episode because I don't want to be mean. And I know you guys get mad at me if I'm too negative about these shows. And I like this episode. I will say I like this episode, but I don't want, I don't want to get any DMs saying like, oh, why are you recapping if you hate it so much? We're, I'm still enjoying a lot of it, but I just want to tell you, don't listen to this if you're if you're not liking the that part of it, because I don't think you should want to listen to me either if you're really loving it, right? Uh, anyway, I do think this is a little bit of a flop vacation, and here's why. They were maybe there a whole extra day. Remember that flashback? They should have flashback, and I think they cut out a whole day of the trip. And then didn't it seem like we got back to Orange County really quickly? And here's the thing. When they got back, they were all meeting with their spouses and stuff. They were like, oh, Cabo was crazy. And I was like, it didn't seem that crazy to me. I mean, I don't even know what what exactly happened. And then that whole fight with Noella, when we opened the episode and they were all sitting at dinner, and I thought that it was a fight about like, Heather not inviting Noella on the private plane home. And did I miss that? Maybe I misunderstood. Forgive me. But I thought that's what they were arguing about. So I assumed that we would then see them flying home on that private plane or at least get a little taste of it. But it was nothing. It was just like, uh, oh, bam, they're back. I was like, what the fuck happened to it? I thought that that was like a whole storyline and we just skipped ahead. It's so, so it feels like we're skipping around a lot which is fine if they're just kind of condensing it all into some good stuff. But there was a kiss of death later in the episode, and you guys know, I'm sure you know, if you're a longtime listener of Everything Iconic, you know exactly what I'm going to say. And the fact is, I think when they had that game night at Hip's house, and they were playing the games with the toilet paper and the plunger, I thought, those of you who listen to the Everything Iconic podcast, you know when the Real Houses of Dallas did that, it was the kiss of death. Remember, they played all those games at that cabin, and we just saw Deandra with a plunger in her ass and uh, trying to carry some toilet paper rolls across the, the way. And we don't want to see that on The Real Housewives. We're not interested. We're not interested. On The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Lisa Barlow's running around in her sports brassiere holding on to a toilet paper roll. Now, I'm fine if that's happening, but I do not need them playing games with toilet paper rolls. I'm not interested in that. It's like a bridge too far, and it's it's honestly, that's not what we signed up for. And Heather Dubrow wouldn't even show up to this filming, and I believe that that was because the producers sent her the itinerary, they sent her the production plan, and it said, like, toilet paper games with a plunger, and Heather's like, uh-uh, nope, not interested. She refused, and I want to say bravo to that because we need all the women to refuse. I don't need toilet paper plunger games. 
Not at all. Not on this show. What's next? And I kind of feel like maybe they got that from Dallas, which is even the bleakest part of this whole thing. Because I'd imagine they watched that season of The Real Houses of Dallas, which was the worst season, then it's really what led to the downfall of Dallas. They canceled the show immediately after it aired. Uh, but I can't imagine, did the wives, did the production, who watched it and was like, oh, we need to do that on this franchise? I mean, we know they recycle. They do the goat yoga, they do the axe throwing. And I just saw in Shaws of Sunset, they're filming and they did the goats. More goats. More goats on the Shaws of Sunset. I don't know if anyone follows that cast on social media. People were sending me. They were doing goat yoga as they're filming the next season. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about the goat yoga. Baby, keep into yourself. I don't want to know. We've had enough. How many goats are you going to stick on a Bravo Liberties? It's just insanity at this point. I feel bad for the goats. They don't deserve this. Goats are just trying to be a lovely animal, just trying to... What What are the sounds the goat makes? They make a... Wow. I don't know what the sound is, but they make the sound that Kim Zolciak makes when she's in the studio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what they sound like. <laughs> Kim Zolciak. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining now, like, teaching my nephew... Uh, animal sounds like i read this book to my nephew once where it was like you do the animal sounds when you turn the page so it's like a cow goes moo and i'm just imagining like and a goat goes whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and it's a picture of kim silsey i don't know why it's making me laugh whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, anyway i've had enough of the goats and i feel bad for the goats like free the goats hashtag free the goats they shouldn't have to be constantly on camera I mean, they're filming more than some of the spouses of these housewives. Those goats are on speed dial. I mean, are they in the union? Are they SAG? Because they're constantly on camera, those fucking goats. And they're always here in Los Angeles. They're always here in California. The goats are always here. And so they must be reusing the same goats. And so I don't know if they have a union rep, but those goats need to get someone on the line because I don't think they're paying them properly. And they need to be paying them as if they're a main cast member. Put them in the opening credits for all of these shows if you're going to use them as much as you're using them. Bravo. You need to give them a diamond, give them an orange, whatever they're holding in the opening credits. Those goats deserve it because they're on every fucking franchise and every season we're getting the goat yoga. And it's I can't do it again. I can't do it again. Uh, so I feel bad. Justice for the goats. Hashtag free the goats. What are we talking about here? Okay, so oh, back in Cabo. Uh, Casita's finally given up with Hip, or no, I'm sorry, Casita's finally giving up with Whisper. She leaves the table, she's done with her, and they all leave her, uh, Noella, with Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jen's like, don't leave me with her, you know, Dr. Jen hates Noella. She hates her. I have a problem, though, actually, with Dr. Jen in this moment, because she was in her confessional saying, oh, I knew when I met Noella, she, this is how you need to speak to her because of this. And she was acting like she was suddenly this woman's therapist, or as if she was a head doctor. And I'm like, you're a Botox specialist. What are you doing trying to diagnose Noella with whatever mental health stuff you've got going on? It was like, she's like, this is how you need to speak to her because she's got this, this, and this. And I was like, just give people Botox and move on. Like, you're not that kind of doctor. I mean, did anyone else feel that way? I mean, God bless she went to med school. Uh, but I would go to Dr. Jen if I want to be filled up with filler. I'm not interested in her diagnosing me with anything else. And here she was in her confessional, acting like she knew everything about Noella's personality. Now, that's not to say that Dr. Jen isn't observant and can see some of these. We can all see them. It just rubbed me the wrong way, the way she was doing it. And I looked up, for a moment, she had me bamboozled. A brief moment in time, I was bamboozled, but then I went to Google and I searched Dr. Jen uh, website. And I went to the website and I saw, because I, I thought maybe I was wrong. I was like, I thought she did Botox, but then maybe I thought she did something else. And went to the website and yeah, she's cosmetic dermatology. That's the specialty. So, uh, you know, I would go there for that. And I would actually really go to Dr. Jen because I feel like she, her face looks stunning and not overdone or anything. Like, I feel like she did, she looks great. So I would go there if I needed some, you know, a, a plump or a fill or whatever they say, whatever the gals say, whatever the girlies are saying. Uh, anyway, anyway, we sh- I didn't go to Yelp, though. I should have looked at the Yelp reviews. Sometimes Yelp, though, it's like too much too with Yelp. I feel like when you go on to Yelp, every time I'm trying a new restaurant, you know, we just moved to a new area, and so I'm looking at new takeout places. And every time I Google anything on Yelp or, or search anything on Yelp, they all got bad reviews. No one's got a good review on Yelp. And obviously, people don't go there to leave good reviews. People only leave bad reviews. But 
I do feel bad for all these places because I'm like, you're trying to run a business and everyone's just writing their nasty ass review. I mean, come on. Write good reviews, people. If you like a place, so when I go to Yelp, I need to know if the place has good food. I don't care if you got a bad meal once because that's bound to happen. No, if it's a consist, if it happens more than once, yeah, you should definitely go. Or one time I ordered a pizza from a place and there was a fly baked onto it. And I didn't leave a review, but there was a fly and I thought somebody should have saw that. It was a big ass fly and it was baked right onto the top. It wasn't, it was like the fly flew in the oven right before they closed it. And I just thought, did no one when they were cutting it? Because it was baked on. It was like the carcass of the fly was on the pizza and you could see it clear as day. I mean, nothing's ever been clearer to me. And it was baked right on top of that. And I thought they had to cut it afterwards and put it in a box. And did no one notice that on top of the cheese pizza, there was just a dead bug? You know, I could have left a bad review and I didn't. So something like that, you know, it's inexcusable. Uh, but maybe we need to start leaving good reviews. And that goes for this podcast. If you like it, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love you. Uh, anyway, yeah, leave some good reviews, mostly for the restaurants, though, because they're struggling, too. And if you get something from Postmates, too, I think there's uh, you should have a lesser expectation because doesn't it go through an extra whole delivery service? And so you might get a little cold food or something. I don't know. I don't know. Justice for the restaurants, though. It's hard hard enough in this pandemic for anyone to get by. And these restaurants are just trying to survive, and then people are going to Yelp and leaving a bad review at everything. <sighs> just tell me if the truffle fries are good. That's all I want to know. Baby, keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so they get back for, to Orange County, and Champs and Casita go to a wine bar. And the women who were working at this wine bar, they were wearing shirts that said, not my, not without my wine. And that was also a bridge too far for me because I just thought, we don't need that. These workers, I'm used to seeing Sir, you know, the sexy, unique restaurant makes them wear these gorgeous dresses. And now I'm at a wine bar in Orange County and they got to wear a shirt from Home Goods. And you know, I love a Home Goods, but I don't think we need a saying on it that says, uh, let's have some wine or wine me up or whatever. What, I don't know what the fuck it said. I don't know what the fuck it said. Um, but I did, it was a bridge too far for me. It was a bridge too far. And, uh, what else I wanted to know this? Oh, this is what I wanted to know what happened on the flight back. Cause when we left him at Cabo, Kay, Shannon was trying to have a good time. She's like, let's have some fun. Ack! You know, she was trying to shake up the tequila, but Shannon didn't really seem to bring anything to this cast trip. She's totally checked out. She's in her flop era. And, you know, I don't care for Shannon, but also, uh, I still want her to step it up because she can bring us good TV, but she's not. She's taking the season off, and I don't like that. Uh, so back in Orange County, when Gina is sitting down with Heather, I noticed she had some very aggressive cheek highlighter on. Now, I don't know if a makeup artist can speak to this, but maybe somebody could reach out to me. And I- I'm not sure if my TV was just too high def or something, but it was like heavy cheek highlighter. It almost reminded me of like when I have a zit or something and I put on too much rouge, you know, to cover it up. I was like, did Casita uh, have a big old zit or a honking cystic acne that she was trying to cover up? Because it was a lot of cheek highlighter. On, and it felt like it was only one cheek. Maybe it was the camera angle. But a lot of cheek highlighter on that Casita woman. And I'm not sure. Maybe makeup artist. Is that in style? I don't know. But I know there's been a time or two where I've had to go somewhere and I got a zit and I covered up with too much rouge or whatever, whatever pain I can find in my drawer. I'm just putting it on my face, trying to cover it up. Nothing wrong with that, but you gotta, you gotta let me know. Is that in style to have that kind of highlighter? I just don't know. I need to know. Uh, okay. They do a couple's night at Shannon's boat. I'm a boat person. I love a boat. Ah, I feel like they're phasing out Shannon. That's because she's not, she did the Titanic pose too, but she did it alone. And then her boyfriend was like, get the bow. And she's like, you're fucking working me. Yuck. I don't know. The whole boat ride just felt very low energy. And the cast is feeling kind of low energy. It almost is like they're not excited to be on camera. And, you know, we need a little bit more higher energy. We're making a TV show here, ladies. Like, get to it. I need to see some sparks. I need to see it in, a look in your eye that said, I want to be here. Because when I was watching this boat ride, I was like, none of these people care. They don't want to. They eventually did leave the boat and sit down for dinner, and they talked about their daddy issues. And Terry and Emily really, they connected on their trash dads. And I enjoyed that, and we got to know them a little bit better. And I felt for them. They said they they worked harder in life because they had these horrible dads or dads who weren't there or whatever. And so I thought that was really fascinating. But the whole boat ride felt like wasted footage. And I imagine production was pissed too. 
because they filmed that whole fucking boat and they didn't get not a lick of footage other than Shannon at the bow trying to look like uh, Leo and Kate in Titanic, but doing it solo, which was sad. All of that was sad. (laughs) Boyfriend's just yelling, get the bow. And she's trying to do Titanic. And I, you know, I've seen too many episodes of below deck. We can do a lot of work on that boat. There could be a lot of dramatic sparks happening on a boat. If I've learned anything from captain Lee, it's that. And so when these women hopped on a boat and nothing happened in that whole scene, I was like, somebody needs to step it up. Somebody needs to step in there and say, you guys need to step it up or we're getting some new ladies in here. Because I know that if Noella was on that boat, something would have happened. She would have fallen off or thrown someone off or or something would have happened on that boat. That would have been good TV. And meanwhile, Hip and Shannon and Heather, they were just sitting there, sitting there, nothing happening for hours on the boat. They filmed for hours because they got on when the sun was up and then they got off when the sun was down. So there was a while on there and nothing, barely any footage. Barely, they had to use the footage of Shannon just to like get get them out of that scene because they didn't have anything else. So they were like, "Okay, I guess we'll show that footage of Shannon at the at the front of the boat, pretending she's Kate Winslet." So that was sad to me. Then we cut to Emily and Shannon at the Quiet Woman. It's not my plate, you fucking bitch! Ack! And we get another Quiet Woman flashback of that scene of the plate scene, and I just thought, a fucking again, a fucking again. How many times are we using that? And you know, I normally love a flashback, and I'm sure I've said on this podcast that they can't possibly give us enough flashbacks to that scene, but I'm calling for a moratorium on that flashback, because we get it a lot, don't we? I mean, we get a lot. When I saw it this week, I was like, a fucking gen? A fucking gen? Excuse my language. Actually, don't excuse it. You know what you sign up for when you turn on this podcast. I never thought I was a swearer, by the way. I always thought I had a clean mouth. And then I come on this podcast, and I say the F word, left and right. Front and center. Then we cut to Dr. Jen and Heather, and they're talking about how Dr. Jen hates her husband, Ryan. Meanwhile, Emily's having a game night at her house, and she did ha- I spotted some Ray Dunn. Spotted some Ray Dunn. Ladies, you know what a Ray Dunn is. Of course you do. Anyone who goes to Home Goods know that they're doing way too much Ray Dunn work there. And again, I love Home Goods more than anything in this planet Earth, God's green Earth. Uh, but there's a whole fucking aisle of Ray Dunn now these days at the Home Goods. And I don't need you to write, let's eat on something on a plate. They even got pens. I saw pens that were like, write me down or something it says on there in that font. In that one font. Do they own that font? Do they have a trademark on that font? Because I've seen enough. But the Ray Dunn, it's like, ladies, if you're out there, please, let's stop it. Stop it. Stop it. When you go and you're walking through those aisles of home goods and you see in your cart that you got a bunch of Ray Dunn, you need to take it out. Because we're past it. We're past it. And I'm even feeling like I'm past the gnomes. I've always loved the gnomes, but I'm noticing too many gnomes at Home Goods. I was just there the other night, and it's like, I've always loved the gnomes. You know that. You gnome that. <laughs> you guys gnome that I love the gnomes. Always for the holidays, I got the gnome. I got a gnome tree topper in my house for the Christmas tree. But I went there the other day, and we got the gnome Valentines. We got a gnome Easter bunny. We got gnome, gnome this, gnome that. And we need to say no to the gnomes because it's it's getting aggressive. It's getting aggressive. We need to find the next thing. What's the next thing? Maybe like trolls. Let's move to trolls. Or what other mythical creature can we have? Our gnomes aren't real creatures, are they? All right, that's a stupid question. <laughs> that's a dumb question, isn't it? Are gnomes real creatures? Are they? I don't know. Sometimes I feel so dumb. Last week on the show when I was uploading the uh, Salt Lake City recap, I spelled a word wrong in the title of the episode. I spelled Brazier wrong. I spelled it with a Z. And I'm supposed to be an author. I, I'm an author. I'm not supposed to be. I am. And I spelled Brazier wrong. And I felt so embarrassed. People reached out to me and they were like, uh, you spelled it B-A-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And it's with two S's. It's not, there's no Z and it's spelled differently. And I felt like such a dummy. But you know what? I'm here. I'm being honest with you all. Sometime I'm a dummy. And I, I'm doing my best. And Brazier, I'll never spell that wrong again. I mean, I don't know why I should have to know. I'm a gay man. I shouldn't have to know how to spell the word Brazier anyway. I don't even know the last time I was face-to-face with the Brazier. Maybe in high school when I was trying to get to second base with someone, but I immediately touched one and said, not for me, and I've been sucking dick ever since. So I can't be bothered to learn how to spell the word Brazier. Uh, but I, I, I feel like I, sh- I felt like I let you all down. You know, I do. So sometimes I'm a dummy is the point of that conversation. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, Emily has this game night, and there's two other cast members there that we've never met before, two other women, and I don't know who they were, they barely spoke. But I did notice that the women are doing a lot of poofy sleeve work. Did anyone see this? A lot of poofy sleeve work. 
seems like in Cabo, the, the casita was wearing it, and then now I saw Hip and the friends, they all had the poofy sleeves. And it's almost like the sky tops, like they used to do in Orange County when we always got the sky tops. Uh, but this is when they do the toilet paper plunger game, which again, kiss of death. Real Hustles of Dallas did it, and then bam, canceled. Bam, no more Dallas. No more. So we don't want toilet paper games. Then they do the vagina stack again. And Heather, if Heather would have saw that vagina stack, and they're just constantly talking about the vagina stack. Baby, keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. And Casita finally pointed out, she's like, that's not a real thing. Like, a vagina stack is not a normal thing. And we're sex positive here, okay? Of course, we want you to explore your sexuality and do whatever you want, especially in the confines of your own marriage and your happiness, as long as you're not hurting anyone. Stack all the vaginas you want. But I think there is something to it, the fact that we're all acting like this is a normal sexual act that we've all heard of. Now, I am supportive of it, and maybe we all need to try it and get used to it. But I didn't like the fact that we're acting like we should all understand what this is. Because we've all seen the porns, and I've never seen vagina stacks before. So explain it to me, and then maybe we'll all support it that way, and we'll get to know, and it'll become a, a, a fun trend. But at this point, I don't think we should be acting like we all understand as if it's common knowledge what a vagina stack is. But Heather, I kind of wish Heather was there. I kind of wish she was. Of course she wouldn't, though, because she saw on that call sheet, it said, like, toilet paper plunger games and vagina stacks. And then Heather's like, uh-uh, I'm not showing up. Not interested. So then the final scene of the episode is Ryan, R-I-R-Y-N-E, and Dr. Jen, and he hates her, she hates him. She cries because she wants him to say he's proud of her. And he's like, I don't want to do this on camera. And it's so awkward. She's like kind of giving him a script. She's saying, say this to me. Just say this to me. And I just wrote my notes. They need to break up. And he's like, we'll do this another time. And I was team Ryan in this moment. And you know, I'm not normally team Ryan. I'm not normally on his side because he spells his name R-Y-N-E and did that by changing his actual spelling of his name, R-Y-A-N, apparently. But I was on his side here. I was. And he said, he's like, I'm not doing this now. And that's the final answer, which reminded me of Millionaire. Remember who wants to be a millionaire? I think it's still on. But remember the millionaire heyday? I'm talking early 2000s, Regis Philbin, Philbin, there was nothing better. It was a cultural phenomenon. I remember when there was a website at school, I think in middle school or high school, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember going to the computer lab and playing Millionaire Online. I mean, what a time to be alive. Millionaire was everywhere. That was a hit. And I think it's still on the air. I'm sure it still does well. But it's still, we, Regis, no one better than Reg. No one better than the Reg. You know how I feel about the Reg. Reg and Kelly together, Reg and KLG together. Nothing better. Nothing better. You know, I love my KLG and I love my Kelly Ripa. Uh, and I love them with the Reg. With the Reg. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So Ryan walked away. He's like, they're still Mike. They sort of did a, a hot mic moment, but it wasn't very interesting. Maybe I'm feeling let down by this because we just got a vacation, but we're also watching at the same time as the Salt Lake City vacation. So I actually think this week's Real House of Orange County was like pretty good. I really do actually think it was pretty good, but I'm kind of spoiled because I think Jersey and Salt Lake City is so good right now. And so maybe I'm just feeling... I'm feeling that a little bit. I'm doing too much comparing and I need to stop comparing because I, and I was mean about it. I was mean about Orange County, but to be honest, I kind of liked this episode. It wasn't a ton of action, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't hate watching it. And so I think I'm being too mean. And so I need to flip flop it around. I need to turn my frown upside down and I need to say thank you to Orange County and production and the gals for giving it to us this week. They didn't give us a lot, but they gave us something. And let me end this by just saying some things that I did like about it. And uh, that is Casita. I'm loving Casita more and more every week. She's a star. I want to see more of her. I never want her to leave. And so I just want to point that out. What else am I liking? Uh, that's about it for now. But I, I do think it was a good week. And I'm sorry that I was mean about it. I'm sorry I was negative. I was negative Nancy about it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a holdover emotion from my fight with my boyfriend about him and the latter. You know, him and the ladder, just, you know, it's, it's sometimes that stuff bubbles up and it comes to the surface when I'm doing these recaps and I don't mean to, but how can I not have my real life come into play when I'm talking behind the microphone about the real houses of Orange County? Of course, I'm focusing on that ladder that's taken all the attention away from me. 
Anyway, uh, next week on the show, it seems like Ryan left the house. Noella talks about divorce, and that's when Hip snaps at Noella. She snaps at Whisper. She's like, you've stopped talking about your fucking divorce. She's over it. Hip has snapped. Oh, I was speaking of hip snapping. I was worried about her hip snapping and when they were in Cabo and hip fell in the sand on that chair. I was like, you better watch that hip. It's new. You just had the hip surgery. So I was worried about hips, uh, hip snapping again. You need to be careful, hip. When you're drinking in Cabo, you need to be careful. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Anyway, that's this week's show, you guys. Everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening. We're going to do our cool down. Again, I want to remind you all to get those tickets to the live event. It's going to be really fun. And pre-order the book. I'm sorry. I'm annoying. Listen to me on Lost Culturistas. I had the best time with those guys, if you want to listen to another podcast. And we talk about the And Just Like That finale. So it's called Las LAS Culturistas. It's a fantastic podcast anyway, but I was on this week. And uh, I know people were asking about my thoughts on the Just Like That finale. Uh, and we talk about it there, as well as a bunch of other stuff, The View, all sorts of good things. So I love you all. And I want to thank you all for the support with all of the stuff. And I know it's hard for me to do the self promo thing because I, I know it's annoying to a lot of people and I get it, but I, it's, I'm blown away by all the support and the pre-orders for the book and all of that have been just incredible. And, and these are dreams of mine that are coming true. And, and it's hard to even express to all of you what it means to me. And, I was a ghostwriter for years before doing this book, and I always dreamed about doing my own book and what I wanted it to be and being able to tell my stories from my in my voice. And and that was always such a dream of mine. I wanted to do my version of a David Sedaris book. And uh, so I'll talk more about the book when we get closer to the release date. But the fact that now I'm able to put it out in the world because of all of you who listen to this show and share the show and have helped grow this show and are now buying this book and pre-ordering the book, which it's blowing me away. And because of all the pre-orders, it's causing the publisher to put more marketing muscle behind it and all these things that it's just, um, it means the world to me. And I'm so incredibly grateful and I can't wait for y'all to see it. And I can't wait to see you all in person soon. And I really, I had said this somewhere else, but I really just want the book to be a warm hug because I feel like we've all been through so much. And so I know there's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world and there's much smarter people talking about all of it than me, but I hope to be able to bring you some joy, whether it be through this podcast, through the book or through a live, whatever. I just really, my goal and hope is to just be able to bring you all some, a little bit of joy so you can recharge your batteries and fight those other battles because Lord knows there's tons of things we need to fix in this country, this world, and beyond. And I also think it's so underrated and so important that we have these outlets to recharge our batteries, to check out, because everything is so overwhelming on the news and on social media. And there are, again, so many things we have to fight and fix and work on. But I don't want us to forget that we need to recharge and we need to get the energy to fight those battles. And we can't do that unless we take some time out to enjoy our reality shows and talk about our reality shows and 
and read books and magazines and and watch our favorite movies and our favorite rom-coms and putting on poetic justice and next to a ladder and whatever you need to do to recharge going out for a workout. It's so incredibly important to take that time for you. And uh, I, I, that's my number one goal. And, you know, I hope to, to be able to do that forever. And I just thank you for helping to allow me to make that a reality. And I thank you. Uh, I got, I didn't, wasn't planned on being emotional. I wasn't even gonna, I didn't plan to say any of that, but I just, uh, I've been emotional lately. Anyway, I love you all. I love you. Okay. Let's do, speaking of recharging, let's do our cheesy little cool down because we need to take a deep breath in. Let's take a deep breath and hold it. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Hold it. Breathe out. Now, find some ways to recharge. Whatever you got to do. Listen to something you like. Even if it's bad or cheesy, you know, sometimes I think we like something and then you almost feel bad for liking it if it's something that everyone hates. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's bad movies that I love, and sometimes you just need to put it on and enjoy it and love it unapologetically. As long as you're not hurting anyone, just if there's a stupid TV show you love, a reality show, whatever it is, don't feel bad about it. Just put it on, recharge, and I love you all so much for listening. Uh, Bye-bye.